Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 171, Carpe Diem. It's December 27th, 2023. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, podcaster, and what have you. I am also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast is not medical or therapy advice in any way, or any of my content is not medical or therapy advice. My music is by Howie Moscovich. Carpe diem. Oh my heavens, people. This is one of my all-time favorite phrases. It's right up there with the word love. I love the word love and everything about it. Before I dive in with carpe diem, which is C-A-R-P-E-D-I-E-M, carpe diem, C-A-R-P-E-D-I-E-M. Please visit my website to enter my giveaway, download my emotional processing workbook, which is free, and you do not have to register or provide any information to lift that workbook off of my website. This is my disclaimer. I am not a medical health professional or therapist in any capacity, and nothing I say in my podcast is designed to be medical or therapy advice. Next. I do have transcripts for my podcast on rss.com, my hosting platform. I am apologizing right now for the horrendous format that 170 of my transcripts are in in a poor format. I did try to rectify that yesterday. It took me four hours to edit one podcast, which was about 40 minutes. 40 minute podcast took about four hours and then I lost everything. So in the coming year, 2024, my goal is to rectify the horrific format that's terrible of my podcast, the transcripts. And who knew? Well, I didn't know, but they are there and they are there, which are helpful to hearing people. I don't know how helpful they'll be to to anyone until I get them fixed in terms of format. But anyway, and if you are suicidal, please call 1-800-273-8255 or text or call 988. That number again is 1-800-273-8255 or call or text 988. Carpe diem, Latin. It's a Latin phrase, which if you transfer, translate it literally in Latin, it's translated to pluck the day, pluck the day. Now, typically when people use the phrase carpe diem, they're typically meaning seize the day or actually seize the moment. And this was, this is actually, I'm so excited because this is actually one of my all-time favorite phrases since I was in college at least. And it is attributed to the poet Horace from over 2000 years ago. It's an old phrase now you know, what do we mean? Well, as an interjection, it is used to admonish or to provide an odd admonition to seize the day, the pleasures of the moment without concern for the future. If it's used as a noun, it can mean such an admonition, admonition 
or it could mean to enjoy the day, to take advantage of or make the most of the present. And interestingly enough, in the dictionary, carpe diem is listed as a maxim of the Epicureans. So I thought, hmm, well, what do they mean by a maxim? Well, a maxim is a succinct formulation of a fundamental principle. So a general to truth or rule of conduct or a proposition serving as a rule or guide. So the next question is, for those of you who are not great historians like myself, is who were the Epicureans? <laughs> who were the Epicureans? Well, they were people who subscribed to the doctrines taught by Epicurus. Well, Epicurus is an ancient uh, 341, 270 BC uh, kind of philosopher writer who who's one of his themes was happiness comes from the absence of physical pain and mental disturbance. So Epicurus regarded the unacknowledged fear of death and punishment as the primary cause of anxiety in human beings and anxiety in turn as the source of extreme and irrational distress. This is very interesting to me because as, as long as I've used the phrase, I, I never looked into the origins. And I find it fascinating that Epicurus wrote about happiness being the absence of both physical pain and mental disturbance. So in his phrase, combining the lack of physical pain and lack of mental disturbance, he is really pointing to psychoneuroimmunology. The connection between the mind and the body. Isn't that just freaking awesome? I know it's completely awesome. So, and, and it's also very interesting to note that Epicurus is, is regarding unacknowledged fear of death and punishment. So unacknowledged fear of death and punishment as the primary cause of anxiety in people. And that anxiety in turn was a source of extreme and irrational desires. I think this is fascinating given the time and the theories that he has. It's just fast, fascinating. And I think also powerful, particularly that the, the psychoneuroimmunology reference of the mind-body connection. So let's go fast forward <laughs> 2,000 years to 2023 and look at what we know. Well, we know that the mind and body are intimately connected because we have the whole field of psychoneuroimmunology. That's proven. That is not going to be disproven in any, in any lifetime, in any future. In my opinion, there's just no way to disprove that. In my opinion. So now we know that mental and emotional and physical health are connected. They're, they're absolutely connected. The other thing we know is that there are significant benefits to being present or being mindful, which is what we're talking about when we're talking about the phrase carpe diem. Seize the day, seize the moment. Like be in the moment. So it's, it's just completely fascinating to me. Of course, it also, I also feel vindicated because I've been a person who lives in the present that the newer term is mindfulness 
And I certainly am somebody who has happiness and joy. And I've also been living with the concept of psychoneuroimmunology from a very young age, having no idea of the rich body of research or even of the term psychoneuroimmunology or of the ancient history, the 2000 year old history of, of writers, physicians, healers, all kinds of people writing about the mind body connection. So this is just, I, it's just joyous to me. So is this how people live? Do people live by seizing the day? Do people have the mentality of carpe diem, like enjoying the present moment, enjoying the life's pleasures in the here and now without a concern for the future? Well, I will say, just to be frank, that I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not a fan of having no eye for the future. No, no, no. I'm a fan of being mindful, being present, but I am, I don't believe you can disregard the future, but you can have a plan for the future. And in the moment, because you have a plan for the future and you're taking actions towards that future, you can be in the moment and, and be enjoying life's presence. So most people, in my humble opinion, based on the research and my experience, most people are not being present or mindful. And they are not enjoying or savoring the pleasures, the pleasures of life and being in the moment for the most part. That's a broad generalization, broad generalization. And I own that. So the question for me, <laughs> the question for me, really, actually, it's the question for you, is what are you waiting for? What is in the way of you seizing the moment, going for it, taking action, savoring life's pleasures? Like what is in the way? for you. I do not know. What I do know, though, is that for most people, there's a good, there's a good little list of things that thwart them or stop them from seizing the day or seizing the moment from having carpe diem be a philosophy that they embrace. So I'm going to address the top few areas that thwart people or stall people or interrupt people or block people from being able to seize the moment or seize the day. Number one is emotions, particularly fears, worries, concerns, anxiety. These are all emotions that are part of life. They fall under the difficult emotions. We could add anger. We could add a lot of emotions. And those emotions without the ability to identify, manage, and process them basically often will leave you stuck or stalled or, you know, sometimes in denial. It's not helpful, but number one is emotions. Number two is the chance of rejection or failure as an outcome or as a result. Well, this is a big problem. It's normal that people are afraid of failure. It is reasonable that people are afraid of rejection. No one likes rejection. I don't like rejection. I happen to be particularly good at rejection. <laughs> I am actually excellent at dealing with failure and rejection because I don't take it personally and because of my mindset and because of my practices and habits, etc. But there is, if you're going to seize the day, if you're going to go seize the moment, be in the moment, go for it, life's pleasures, of course, there would be a chance of rejection or failure. 
deal with it. But that's a, that's an obstacle for people. The third thing I have in this list of top items that thwart you from being able to enjoy carpe diem as a way of life is negative thinking. Now, many people who embark on the negative thinking talk themselves out of taking action. They may overthink, they may ruminate, brood, or catastrophize. For some of them, it becomes a swirling vortex or a runaway train that they simply cannot stop. They cannot get ahead of it. And they really literally talk themselves out of taking the best job or applying for a job or moving or asking someone out or, you know, doing any number of actions. There's so many, but negative thinking is an obstacle or can be. Number four, self-sabotage. And in this case, I'm talking about from an unconscious place, not a conscious, intentional, I'm going to ruin my life, but from an unconscious, you're unaware of this and you, you sabotage. So that's not, that will, that will thwart you and that will stall you, obviously but it's not something you're conscious of. And actually your fears, worries, and concerns, all of this is probably for many people below the radar until you start to say, why am I living my life this way? Why am I not going and taking that opportunity? Why am I not applying for that opening? Why am I not buying the house? Why am I not asking her out, asking him out, going, saying yes to him or you know, what, whatever it is, why am I not doing that? Then you can start to dig in and look at these things. So number five, you don't believe you deserve it. This is common people. This is one of the most common elements for not seizing the day. It's low self-esteem, meaning you don't think you're good enough. You don't think you're good enough for the job. You don't think you're good enough for the girl or the guy. You don't think you're good enough to own a house like that. You don't think you're good enough to belong to that club. You don't think those people would like to have you as a friend. You add negative meaning and negative context and negative nuances that are not there. You project this negativity and literally you don't believe you deserve it. This is very sad. At the same time, low self-esteem, according to all reports, all the research I've looked at, it seems to me that we have agreement that low self-esteem has a prevalence or frequency of about 85% of the population. You don't think you're good enough. And this is heartbreaking. This is very common. Obviously, it's very common at 85% of the population. That's number five. Number six is irrational thinking. Now, rational thinking is also extremely common. I do not have the statistic on that. I suspect it's over 60%. It might be over 75%. I'm just not sure. I cannot, I cannot get a read on that. But when you have irrational thinking, your thinking is flawed. It's inaccurate. It leaves you with a distorted view of life. Your thoughts are distorted, your perceptions, your ideas, your conclusions, and your decisions is all inaccurate because of the way you think. So this is common and this will thwart you or prevent you or be an obstacle for you to just go do whatever it is that you would be happy in the moment. Number seven, other people telling you no, don't do it. That might mean you have a lack of moral support or a lack of encouragement. And in some cases, people might outright voice their discouragement 
of you to go seize the moment, seize the day, or take whatever action. That can be a real showstopper for some people, unfortunately. Number eight, a past history that is negative in the area in question. So there might be something like buying a house or changing jobs or getting married or getting divorced or going out or doing whatever, where you have a negative history. This is especially in the dating realm. This also happens in the professional realm, though, as well. That And that negative history can be a showstopper unless you untangle it. It can stop you from taking action that you really know you would love. I mean, you really know you would love it, but you can't seem to get untangled. Number nine, shame, embarrassment, ego, pride. These are very common emotions. They are common, common, common. And they can be a showstopper. Now, you might need to own up to a mistake or you might need to confess to a miscalculation or something that you're embarrassed about. <clears throat> I mean, it's hard to say, but some people would rather lose something precious or lose something valuable rather than admit they made a mistake or apologize. And if someone is willing to lose something valuable, they might lose their career. They might lose their house. They might lose who knows what they might lose over shame or their ego or their pride or shame or embarrassment. That's, that's, pro that's a problem. But it happens. This happens commonly. For some people, their ego, they have to protect themselves. This is a protection mechanism. When people have ego and pride or sometimes shame and embarrassment, it's like not so much shame and embarrassment, but ego and pride, like can try, they try to protect themselves. This is like life is not safe. So, so they can't admit to make a mistake or they can't apologize. I want you to have compassion because that's, that's, a, that's a problem and, and they miss out on things, which is very sad. Number 10, you think it's too good to be true. This line of thinking does happen for people. There are people who think that job is too good to be true. That company is too good to be true. That house is too big. That guy, that girl, that, you know, whatever it is, that car. And so they do nothing because for them, they have this mindset. It's really actually a belief that something is too good to be true. This also is more common when people have low self-esteem because they really don't feel like they're deserving. They don't feel worthy. And so, oh yes, that's kind of a way to kind of let themselves off the hook. Oh, it's too good to be true. So I'm not going to, I am not going to get involved in that. That's number 10. Number 11, it's out of your comfort zone. Also extremely common. It's why we don't do new things. It's really why life goes the way that it goes. It's, it's, it's reasonable that, you know, seizing the day, seizing the moment or trying something new would be out of your comfort zone or enjoying life's pleasures. For some of the people listening to this podcast, it's simply difficult for you to allow yourselves to have joy or pleasure. It, it is. And I feel bad about that for you. I, I don't have, I don't have that problem, but, but you know, it's out of your comfort zone. So if, joy and happiness and love and feeling well loved and being well loved are out of your comfort zone you'll have to do a little work most likely to have that number 12 you have wounds or trauma that you have not healed from that keep you stuck 
also extremely common people. Oh my heavens. Most people in the world have had trauma. I mean, I've read statistics up to 70% or more. It, it's probably higher, but we really haven't distinguished for society what we mean by trauma. We have not, we have not adequately done that in my opinion. So trauma or unhealed wounds will keep you stuck most likely or commonly. Number 13, you are trauma bonded with one or more people and that will definitely be a problem. I have to say, if you're following along in my podcast, that I just learned about betrayal trauma, betrayal blindness, trauma bonding earlier this year. And I believe, this is an assertion, it's a hypothesis. I believe that most people have one or more trauma bonds in their life in the current time if they have not distinguished trauma and trauma bonding. I just believe that's really probably the case. So that will keep you stuck and stalled. Number 14, you have low or limited emotional processing and management abilities and you are, or, and you may be, which may result in you being chronically tired or exhausted. That's reasonable. One byproduct of not having emotional intelligence and emotional processing and management skills is being exhausted or tired. And it is a result because your emotions just kind of like they, they lay on you. Your emotions become a 50 pound weight on your back and you don't know what to do with them. When you learn emotional skills and abilities, you can take that 50 pound weight off your back, put it on the table and start managing it piece by piece. That is what my workbook is about. Number 15, you have excuses or justifications as to why you are not seizing the moment or seizing the day. For example, it's too hard. I don't have enough time. I'm not ready. It's not the right time. I'll do it tomorrow, etc. Excuses and justifications are common. They're also reasonable, yet they will prevent you from seizing the day. So they're not helpful. Number 16, you don't believe you can do it. Belief is extremely powerful. So if you decide or if you believe that you cannot get the job, or you cannot get the house, or you cannot get the guy, or you cannot get the girl, or you cannot, you know, have children, or you cannot whatever, then you won't be able to do that. Belief is exceptionally powerful. If you're not aware of that, there's lots of material about the power of beliefs. Number 17, you have disempowering attitudes or beliefs. What I mentioned earlier about believing that something is too good to be true, in my opinion, that's a disempowering attitude or belief. But there are many, many disempowering attitudes or beliefs that will stop you from seizing the moment or seizing the day. If you think people are out to get you or you think the world is unsafe, that will stop you. It will be an obstacle from you having joy, love, happiness, all the good stuff. So I think at this point, you get the idea that there are many things that can stop you from seizing the day or seizing the moment. Like there's just, I just listed 17 of the most common ones. Now, one of the things that's interesting is that uh, either I looked at the research, this is very hard to research. So I don't have a lot of research for you people because, um, well, there's just not, I mean, there's, 
it's been written about since the beginning of time, but not like from a research standpoint, or at least not under the phrase carpe diem. So one of the articles from Psychology Today, Deviation from PubMed, used the analogy of dogs and seizing the day. And this is from Psychology Today, March 28, 2022, a Caroline Camus PhD. So like, her analogy is dogs are happy, full of energy, playful, delighted with their surroundings. They are in the moment. They're seizing the day moment by moment. So I think that's actually a good analogy. But you get the idea. This is the idea where you're playful, you're you're mindful for sure. You are living in the present. You are enjoying life's moments. You are going for it. This is an attitude. This is a mindset. This is a way of doing life. And this is not a common way of doing life, not a common mindset, not a common attitude in my opinion and in my experience. So what are the benefits from seizing the day or having this carpe diem mindset? Oh, I'm ready. I have to tell you, I will be providing my own list of items because my research fell short. Sometimes in the research in PubMed, if you can't refine the research criteria or the keywords enough or you're you're off on the keywords you, you just won't get a good search so i i may have very well been off on the keyword search so here's my list as a seasoned veteran of this practice carpe diem number one it's playful it's fun oh you have to understand life has been so hard for me of course i would want to have fun every moment that i could number two it makes life magical when life is hard, there's nothing better than having life be a little magical. Number three, it allows you to create your future or helps with that. Four, it's powerful and it is empowering. Number five, it's freeing. Six, it gives you control of your life and your future. Seven, it reduces anxiety because you are in action and you are in the present moment. Eight, it helps you connect with others at a deeper level. Nine, it's good for mental and emotional health. Ten, it helps build self-esteem and confidence. Eleven, it means operating from a position of strength and you taking action and being in control versus waiting for things to happen. Twelve, you will have a different future if you seize the moment or seize the day. Thirteen, it can help you stay motivated if you adopt this way of living. Fourteen, it means you have pushed through the past or through fears, worries, or concerns. 15, it boosts happiness by giving a good, by a good margin because you are taking action in your life and, in, and enjoying happiness. So that's my kind of view. I could have gone on, but I think that's enough. That gives you the idea. I'm a strong advocate for carpe diem. If this has not been your way of life or you're low in the seize the moment, seize the day, I'm going to wrap this up with some suggestions to help you Move into seizing the moment because I do believe it is extremely powerful. So number one, this is a choice. Choose it. It's a choice. Choose it or don't choose it. Two, you will likely need some support for this idea if this is a new or a foreign concept for you. My suggestion is that you grab a buddy and both go on the Carpe Diem road. Get on the Carpe Diem road together. We know from the research statistics you will be over 60% more likely to be successful with a buddy. If you're communicating and meeting on a regular basis, your success rate goes over 90%. Three, 
be playful and fun as you embark on this. I mean, come on, people. Bring play and fun into every area of your life or not. You can have life be boring. You can have life be drudgery. That is your choice. My recommendation in this section is to start enjoying life and having fun. Number four, very strong suggestion here is start by writing out your beautiful future. What are you doing? What does your life look like now? How does it feel? Write it down. Write a little story. Shoot for the moon. My suggestion is think big, dream big. And I do have a podcast by that title to help you. I also understand that is not what people do. Listen, I know I think and act differently than many people. And this is why I have such an amazing life. These are strong, empowering ways of being, you know, thinking and dreaming big. So, you know, like I, I just, I'm creating my future. I'm creating love and affection. I am creating this amazing man who's going to look at me and we're going to look at each other and laugh and play and have fun. And I'm also creating this future where love and affection rules the day in the population that we live in. Love and affection is not ruling the day in the world in 2023. Let's just be honest. I am also creating a future where people will understand psychoneuroimmunology and neuroplasticity and take advantage of that science so that they can have a happier and healthier life. Look, the world would be extremely different if if we were using psychoneuroimmunology every day. The, the, every doctor's visit you had would be extremely different if the clinician or the doctor or the PA or whomever was, was asking you questions based on psychoneuroimmunology. They would be asking questions about your environment, your family, your life, your, your problems, everything, and looking at trauma and trauma responses. That's the future I'm creating, which excites me. It makes me happy, actually. I'm already happy. What do happy people like? They like other people to be happy. I know. Because we like to be we like to be in our own pool with other happy people. We, we typically, the happy ones, us happy ones, we typically don't really want to be around the martyrs. We typically don't enjoy the victims. We don't avoid the, we don't, we don't enjoy the people who are miserable. Not, not so much. So where are we telling the truth in society? Well, if you're following my podcast, there are lots of areas where we're not telling the truth about bad people, bad parenting, domestic abuse, sibling bullying, mistreatment, all kinds of stuff. So the world will change when we bring these things that I would like to see happen. We'll have less suicides. We'll have reduced addiction rates. We'll have more people who are healthy and vital. We'll have less people with health problems and diseases. It's like, it's like wonderful. Wouldn't you want that? Well, I don't know what you want. This is your assignment. You decide what you want. This is my dream. You may be on board with it. If you're on board with my dream, good. Put yourself on my team and share my content. Start sharing my content, but you work on your life so that your life is amazing. You might not care about anybody else. Well, in that case, you don't need to share my content. I would hope that you'd like, if you're going on the journey to be happy and seize the day and enjoy life more, I would think you'd want to be around people who are more happy and pleasant. So do what you want there. But this is, 
this is the future I want because I'm a mother and because I have children. Well, they're grown children now, but I want this world for my children and for generations because it will be nicer. It'd certainly be nicer with everybody. People are happier and they're healthier. Like, come on. Like that life would be so much different. But you develop your plan. So that's number five is develop a plan. So four was create your dream life. What does that look like? Well, for some of you, if you're dealing with problems, you might have to get divorced. You might have to exit domestic abuse. I understand for some of you or many of you listening to this podcast right now, you've got big problems. I understand. I've got big problems too. If you're following along, you know what some of them are. (laughs) Uh, I'm talking about prior to the car accident. Then we had file on with the car accident. But develop your dream. Get clear about your dream. That will be very helpful to you to seize the day or seize the moment. Number five is develop a plan. Well, what actions are you going to have to take to execute your dream life? I don't know. Make a list. Number six, get into action and seize the moment. Seize the day. Like, and enjoy it. I have to say, I'm I'm traveling to my new place where I will be on my own on Friday. So uh, this is the second podcast I've recorded for today because I'm seizing the moment. I'm seizing the day so that Friday I don't have to record a podcast. I can just, you know, get the key, get unpacked, etc. Seize the day. Seize the moment. And I'm going to have a great trip getting there. I'm just... Wildly excited about my future, but you get into action and start seizing the moment. You'll have a dream now, you have a plan, so get into action. Number seven, I recommend a reward system to keep you in the game. Most people aren't good at change, they're just not, they, they don't have the, the self discipline or they don't have something to cover the long haul. This is a long haul. I'd love for you to have a carpe diem mentality and attitude. For the rest of your life, it's way more fun and enjoyable. So, ha- if you have a reward system that will help you stay motivated, it's enjoyable, it's fun, and I have a podcast about a reward system. Number eight, I would recommend that you expect that some people in your life are going to be upset if you start taking on your life this way. I absolutely am sorry to break that to you, yet. It is my experience that when you start on an adventure, on a journey, on an odyssey or a trek to become happier and healthier, seize the moment, seize the day, carpe diem, people will be upset. So if you have that expectation, you will then be less upset yourself because you're expecting it. And if you have great people, hopefully they're going to cheer you on and hopefully they will say, you know what? I need a new future too. I'm going to join you and, and do that. But you're, it's important for you to understand, you do not need to defend your choices in life. Well, you might, depending on what you're doing, you might. But if you're doing healthy and well things and taking care of yourself and you're not harming another, you don't need to defend your choices or your actions or your decisions. People might make you feel like that, but you don't have to because you don't have to be defensive. Number nine, oh my heavens. Guess what number nine is? <laughs> Ready? Build your emotional skills pronto. Please, 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 please. This will make your life easier forever. And what I have for you on my website is the free emotional workbook. You do not have to register to receive it. You do not have to put in your email or 
fill out a form or anything. There's, it's free. You just go to my website and below the Newsweek logo, click on the downloadable workbook. Now, <laughs> oh, either this week or next week, I'll have a new, it'll be new, have a cover. It will have a table of contents. And if I get to it, I'll add the checklist. So it will be on version 6.0 in the next week or two. That will help you. Emotions are what tank people. Seriously, people will get tanked by their emotions for days, weeks, months, or years, years even. It's very sad and it's, it's problematic, but it's understandable because if you don't know how to deal with your emotions, and I'm talking about not just identifying them, I'm talking about the whole shebang. I'm talking about regulation. I'm talking about identification. I'm definitely talking about your vocabulary and I am absolutely talking about the unconscious, conscious part of your mind and what you do in your mind, managing and processing them. Of course you would be tanked if you didn't know that and we're not teaching people that. So take my workbook and read it and start to use it. And not lastly, but almost lastly, is what would happen to you if you adopted this new way of life? If you started living and seizing the moment, seizing the day, if you had a future dream life for yourself that you've written out a story for your future. I have a story for my future. I've, I've given you my story, right? I have this world where love and affection is present, where people are happy. People are seeing each other. And instead of looking at their phones, they're talking. Hi, how are you? People feel connected. Like the whole world would shift, shift in a big way. If one of my principles took hold, like love and affection, for example, it would be you the world would be unrecognizable. And that excites me. It does. And you also know I'm having a great man. Now he hasn't come and we've been talking about this for a couple of years, but I did have to do some healing work. So it's perfect that he hasn't arrived yet, but he'll come any day now. If not, if not this year, we only have a couple of days left in the year in 2024. Why? Because it's my future and I'm creating it. I have this beautiful story written out in my mind. I actually didn't write it out on paper because I'm so good at visualization and anticipation, which I do have a podcast on, I don't need to do that. I'm extremely adept at visualization and anticipation and attaching the emotions to it, which you want to do. So what would your life be like if you were seizing the moment and seizing the day? Well, it might be dramatically different from what you're used to. And that's okay. Keep going. Don't give up because this is really fun, people. Like, Carpe diem, carpe diem, carpe diem. That's what I have to say. I do love you. I do hope this has been helpful. And I do hope you are going to get out of your own way and seize the day, seize the moment, and enjoy life even more. Take care. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 171, Carpe Diem. I certainly hope this phrase is going to become one of your favorite phrases as you go out and seize the day, seize the moment, have an amazing life. As always, my request is you subscribe to my podcast and also that you share my podcast with your friends, your people, or on social media. I do love you. I hope you're hanging in there. I hope everything's going well. And here you go. Carpe diem. <laughs>